The key to a successful broadcast or webcast, uh, week in, week out, is regularity and uh, order and making sure that things happen the same time every week. So starting 15 minutes late is probably not a good idea, but that's unfortunately the nature of the beast. Hello there, this is a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego with myself, Leonard Sultana. Uh, it's great to have you here on a Sunday. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, we've got ourselves one hell of a collective of special guests, and it's it's great to have them here. But let's um, cover some uh, obvious basics first. It is 52 days to San Diego Comic Con 2014. Uh, we're talking then 51 days to preview night, so um, it's just around the corner. I mean, we can now officially say 1st of July that Comic Con will be next month. Which, if it doesn't put the fear of God into you, <laughs> quite frankly, you are a damn sight better prepared than a lot of us. Uh, so you're doing extremely well. Um, what we're going to be covering today is a whole bunch of Comic-Con topics, including um, something that we're going to cover at the end, which is um, the Comic-Con checklist. We're going to try and uh, put together today a little bit of... Um, a little list of things that we feel are essential items for you to take to Comic-Con to make your con go a lot smoother. So that's uh, something to think about. Don't forget you can join us uh, in the conversation by going to the Q&A button of the Google Plus event page. Click on that, put a question into the, uh, the, the dialogue that will come up on the left-hand side and it will be great to have you uh, take part in the conversation as well. Anything that we talk about, if there's something that you want to uh, contribute, please do. You're more than welcome. And, of course, you can tweet us as well. We are going to be keeping an eye on the uh, hashtag um, CupOT at SDC. Oh, cup of, uh, CupOT SDCC. Uh, I'm very tempted to put that down in the lower third. But for the moment, you can also tweet me as well at Englishman SDCC. We are going to be going down the list and taking Twitter handles as well. So... Uh, Tweet the people that uh, perhaps you've come here through one of our special guests. Uh, by all means, tweet them, and I'm certain they'll jump in with any of your conversations and comments as well. Okay, we've got ourselves a couple of uh, kind of uh, people that um, we hoped were going to join us, but technical issues aside, unfortunately, it looks like they've uh, unable to uh, join us, certainly in the Hangout. That would be Angie Loom from uh, Nerdy Girls. Hopefully, Angie is watching live. Angie, join in on the conversation as well, because uh, even if you can't be on video, hopefully you can uh, take part as well. And likewise, Kimberly from the Nerd Element. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get her into the, the Hangout. We put the invite up. Hopefully, you never know, she may join us at some point. Right. Like I say, uh, a whole host of special guests and three new faces. Uh, so let's start with the first of those. Uh, let's go down the list and start with Somebody I know under a whole host of names, uh, including Red Hot Diva, Sizzlin, uh, or at Sizzlin. Uh, we've got, um, you know, there's, there's a whole host of names that she's known under, but today she's known as Tina. Hello, Tina. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm, Tina, I'm calling in from Singapore, actually, so it's like... I was just about to say... Because <laughs> when we do these, I do kind of announce them as the three kind of major um, time zones, certainly for Comic-Con fans. So there's the East Coast, West Coast, and GMT, where I am. 
you're joining us from Singapore. So what? Just right. after midnight? Just after midnight? It's uh, already Monday. Ten wow. minutes to one a.m. I'm just gonna say it's actually more like ten to one. So. Hopefully we won't keep you, have you nodding off halfway through. But, <laughs> I'd be asleep by now. I know. <laughs> Listen, when you become a Comic Con fan, especially from uh, say from myself, like from GMT, all of the news comes out while we're half asleep. So no, I. This I training every, the holiday. Every, every, every sympathy. Really, every sympathy. Tell us all about uh, yourself and tell us about Red Hot Diva. Um. Actually, I started a blog out of frustration because I was really bored at work, and I started writing, <laughs> started writing one thing that I felt that I really loved, which was movies, TVs, and books, and you know, nerdy stuff like um, I don't read a lot of comics, but graphic novels and things like this, and um, going to events, and then it kind of grew in a way that uh, I had invites for events held locally. And uh, then I had the press pass for Comic Con as well as New York Comic Con, as well as the local one that's called the Singapore Toy and Games, uh, uh, Singapore Toy Games and Comic Convention, um, and that kind of rolled into several other things as well. So I tend to cover quite a few things and get special invites from time to time which surprised me because I have no idea where they got my name from <laughs> and then I'll try to cover as much as I can um, pending my work schedules uh, usually very busy at the beginning of the year because I'm actually a finance person so I have to do like audit stuff and clearance but um, once it hits like April or so uh, that's when I get into Comic Con mode and you know do all the Comic Con stuff and get into fun. Are you in, in full-blown Comic-Con mode yourself at this point? Are you <laughs> ready to go? Um, I kind of laid back this year. Uh, I did. I decided to roll back a lot last year, not attending that many panels and not lining up for college. And I only did the Ballroom 20 line for X-Files reunion. And then I did more press last year. Um, and it worked out fine. I think I didn't really miss that much because a lot of people have been recording and tweeting about panels. So <laughs> I tend to catch up on that later on. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's good to. I mean, when when are you going to be getting into town? Because uh, that's that's something that I'm always interested in when it comes to people who code. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a direct flight to San Diego, ah. so I have to get to uh, LA first. And uh, I have a very good friend called Michelle, which. Um, we met first time for a Star Trek convention in Las Vegas in I think 2009, and uh, we kind of like clicked on the first meet. And she lives in LA, so I hang out with her for a few days before we drive into San Diego together, and that tends to be our kind of like a uh, thing that we do before Comic Con. She 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 doesn't have she don't need a pass. She actually gets a volunteer pass. She does volunteer there for every year, so she she kind of goes every year. Excellent. Okay, I mean, because I, I follow a number of the um the I, uh, I one of the, the reasons or one of the ways I got into Comic Con um, is following or uh, reading a magazine uh, here in the UK called Empire Magazine, which is quite a, a major popular yeah. uh, film magazine, and um, they always talked about Comic Con, and I do follow a number of them uh, online, and they always seem to fly in. 
on the Wednesday or the Thursday, they literally kind of get off the plane, <laughs> straight into a press hall, and I just, how on earth? Because certainly from even just as an attendee, it takes me a day or two to kind of decompress. Yeah. How people go, go along as press and do that, I mean, the sales of Monster and energy drinks must be <laughs> through the roof uh, when it comes to uh, Comic-Con on that particular week. Okay, let's go down the line again. Uh, let's go to another new uh, face to uh, the Hangouts. This is John. Now, uh, how do you pronounce that? How on uh, earth? I pronounce it. It's a Bienic. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that I wasn't too sure about how to pronounce, and also how to pronounce your site because it's Nerdlink. Is it all one word? Is it uh, tell? Well, tell us about Nerdlink. Okay, Nerdlink kind of started out. Uh, me and a group of friends, we are into kind of like designer vinyl toys. Uh, we're collectors. Uh, some of us are artists, and uh, actually, we kind of met up up in. Uh, we were on a the Kid Robot Toy Forums, and then we all kind of met at San Diego Comic-Con, and then so there's a few of us around the, the country in the United States, and we just kind of got together, started a blog, mostly about toys and kind of collectibles and things like that, and a, a, also a podcast every once in a while. Um, we kind of started that, and we just kind of created NerdLink as a, a name, nothing too crazy or nothing fancy about it, but... Uh, just what, 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 you want to make what are you trying to say, John? What are you trying to say? Are trying to say something about my uh, blog title? What, 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 <laughs> I think you need to boot this guy out. This is just fair. Uh, so who, who is we? Um, there's a, a, one of my friends. Uh, I've got a buddy named Jared. Uh, he goes by Nike Jerk. He's an, uh, an artist. Um, another buddy of mine, Jeff, um, he's a big person on the, the Kid Robot forums, uh, and then my other buddy, Molly, and they're kind of like four or five of us around the country at the States, and just kind of uh, from the love of toys and, and kind of collecting, uh, we started it collecting dunnies with Kid Robot, and we kind of branched off from that, and it's just kind of grown into a, a good friendship since, and then we just kind of went on from there. I think that's uh, the kind of like this, the the strand that goes through uh, Comic Con bloggers and indeed just people who attend Comic Con. That while they may sometimes go with a couple of friends or even their partners, they always kind of have a number of people that they then become very good friends with. Which I I, I always find that to be the the overriding sense of community when it comes to Comic Con. I love I love that. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us, um, John. Okay. My pleasure. Now, this is somebody who I've spoken to a number of times on um, uh, social media, but this is the first time we've actually spoken. And um, he's also um, a member of the Friends of CCI Forum, which I think is the first time I came across his face. Uh, this is uh, Mark Serby, who is, hate to say this, another Brit. Sorry yes. about that. <laughs> the way, that's just the way it's going to work, just this once. Um, hello there, Mark. How are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. Now, um, I I speak to Mark a lot on, say, Twitter and uh, social media when it comes to his films. Tell me about, because you I think out of all the people I do speak to on social media, I think you're probably the one that's very much the most, not, I'm not going to say professional, because we all kind of do what we need to, but you do actually write for kind of like the big boys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, for about three or four years now, I've been doing film reviews. Um, started out just on a couple of the websites and, and other things like that. Um, 
one of the people I write for, New Empress, they have a magazine, they also have a website, and I do their video blogs. So when there's a new DVD coming out or something like that, we do a little video blog about it. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll, I'll tweet it later. We've just done a special one about Reanimator coming on Blu-ray. Um, I also write for Screenjabber as well, who are quite a huge site. Uh, we do interviews for them. We just finished one with one of the guys from 24, which is uh, a great interview for us, and it was an exclusive here in the UK as well. And I also do the uh, film, uh, film reviews for seven radio stations here in the UK as well. So I'm kind of ingrained in it quite a lot now um, through... I don't really know. I don't know how it happened, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think that's a look, the way that a lot of bloggers kind of see. They just go, oh, how did this work? How, how, did I, how did I manage to... Next thing you know, I'm... Well, yes, and you're kind of interviewing these, these people and you're thinking, how on earth did that happen? So, no, I mean, you've, you've managed to, uh, to do that rather well. Uh, even though I do notice um, you have got um, David Hasselhoff over your left shoulder. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're going to have if you're going to have anybody watching over you, I think David Hasselhoff is going to be the, the guy. Well, there's an interesting story to that because I met him about seven years ago whilst he was during his uh, drinking phase, and uh, this was about twelve thirty midday, and he was very drunk by then. Oh, good lord. <laughs> the stories I hear, he's always drunk. I think, I think we all would like to say that sooner or later we would like to have our own David Hasselhoff story. That's we would we would look, we'd all love that. But um, mine, mine, mine's forthcoming. Who knows? Um, so thank you. Yes, thank you very much indeed, Mark. Now, um, t uh, yes, Tina and Mark don't have. Um, Lower thirds. And Tina, because we kind of struggled with the technical issues with getting the toolbox working. Um, Get to Tina, that one day. <laughs> if you could just tell us, Tina, your Twitter handle, please. Sizzlin, which is S Y Z Z L Y N. If you want to uh, tweet Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter, Tina, yay! Uh, <laughs> means use that uh, address. And uh, Mark, yours is uh, it's your name. So what's your Twitter handle? It's it's at Mark underscore Serby. Excellent. And that's how do you spell Serby? S E A R B Y. There you go. Um, how the lower thirds that we do have, however, is um, returning for a second time, and this is where um, possibly John looks at the wall and goes like well, the rest of us did. Look at all of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris from Nerdfoo. Hello, Chris. Hey everybody! Good to have Chris back again. Um, anything that's uh, happened in the world of nerd food this week? Uh, we've had a busy couple weeks. We attended Dallas Comic Con two weekends ago, and then Comic Palooza here in Houston just last weekend, and got the opportunity to meet Stan Lee and nice. uh, Nathan Fillion and John Barrowman and Clark Gregg. It was a busy couple of weeks. Well, I mean, that's I did kind of like notice when we were organizing this. Uh, I was saying, who would like to join us for the hangout? And your <laughs> the message just went well for a change we're free <laughs> we're actually available for once. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's been a busy couple of weeks. It sounds like it because America is very much in its um, convention season now. It's it's almost every week. That's right. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, that's where we now go on to our last guest, who is extremely busy. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having us, Leonard. 
Not a problem at all. It's always a pleasure to have you join us. Um, right, uh, I think it's probably best to actually start with yourself then. If there's anything that has been the hot topics on friendsofcci.com slash forum. Two things. Um, the ACE parking sale. Uh, just all of our forum members have been fully refunded for all of the bogus charges that were inadvertently put on their credit cards as of yesterday. So that was a huge relief to a lot of people. Um, the second thing has been uh, the interview with uh, David uh, a couple of days ago. That's gotten a lot of talk. I would like to just bring up to go back to something that Mark said. It, you know, how did you get into this? And Tony Kim actually talked about this in in his Twitter Twitter feed a few uh, months ago. Uh, you just have to do it. You know, you just you just go out there and you just start doing it, and eventually, some you do it well enough so people say, "Hey, you know, can you do this for me too?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, just to all of the other people out there who have this idea, the difference between somebody who has an idea and somebody who's up here is that we went out and did it, and you can too. Sure. That's, I, I believe that's uh, true as well. Uh, actually, very quickly, just um, coming back off the back of uh, what you were saying about the uh, the Ace parking sale, um, we did. Um, I wouldn't mind actually getting a uh, live conversation with uh, John Gazette again. Uh, he's the uh, uh, Chief Information Officer. Uh, we did have a great um, interview with him. Uh, do check on uh, my website, uh, Englishman in, at San Diego, for that. But uh, I don't want to pin my side. But yes, do check the site because it was a great interview and it really did kind of ram home the, not disappointment, but real the frustration I'm certain that John and his entire team felt when um, the problems with the sale actually happened because they really did put so much uh, effort into that, uh, that site. Uh, I know that a number of people have been very frustrated and a number of people have been, uh, been very vocal about their, um, their frustrations about that. But I personally uh, hold my hand up and say, John and to his team, they really did go all out to put as much effort into making that work. And it just, I don't think anyone could, anyone can really um, kind of anticipate the sheer numbers that uh, Comic-Con attracts, even in, when it comes to parking. It's just a, a, a blitzkrieg. And that's something that I am going to be talking about in a second. Uh, the tweet that he sent me was, uh, was this is um, a day ago, uh, we're still working through it here. Snafu with the payment gateway definitely didn't, didn't help. Uh, refunds still delayed. But as um, uh, uh, Alyssa has announced, uh, certainly a, a vast number of the people on the, com uh, on the forum have been saying that they've been refunded. So there's, there's been, while I think they are determined to draw a line under 2014, Hopefully, lessons will be learned for next year. So that uh, being uh, the the uh, the ace parking. I think, that, I think that's something said every year, though. This is <laughs> something <laughs> always goes wrong, and they think they're going. Oh, let's we'll learn a lesson from here, and then something else goes wrong. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think this year was really kind of uh, doubly so because last year they could have just they just blamed somebody else. <laughs> this year it was all um, on their own shoulders. It really kind of. The analogy between a raging river of San Diego fans, you know, that you just kind of put a dam in it, you know, in a twig, and it redirects it one way, and then it goes another way, and it, it just goes all crazy. 
and next thing you know, you've got a flood. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the way it's been. I think that really was it. Um, I mean, when they kind of announced that they'd had a, a, a DDoS a, attack, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers, yeah. that's, that's us. I'm afraid that's the way it worked. <laughs> Which leads us on to our first topic of conversation this, uh, well, this afternoon, this Sunday which is uh, Follow My Leader. It's all about the online community and about how we have banded together to make San Diego Comic-Con, at the end of the day, a full 12-month event, if not beyond the year. We, we are already starting to plan for 2015. Indeed, we've got the dates kind of semi-confirmed by... Um, oh, man. I just had a complete clearance of mind. Um... <laughs> Conan That's the one. Conan O'Brien, who's announced that he will be in San Diego for a week, and that's pretty much nailed down then, 2015. We now know when that's going to be, because obviously the convention center still remains very uh, cagey about releasing those dates, but that's now been pretty much confirmed. So we, ask, we do kind of drag this event for a full 12 months. Um, first thing I want to do is go down the line and uh, talk about the people that you talk to uh, online, uh, my special guests, uh, who you feel um, supports Comic-Con and also who is a regular uh, a destination for yourself when it comes to uh, uh, the online community. Uh, we'll start with Tina. Um, you, you say that you've, um, you've made friends with uh, somebody who's out uh, in Comic-Con and indeed um, attends. Um, is there anyone online that perhaps um, is a regular face for yourself that you uh, you turn to? I go to various sites, but maybe I'll just um, mention those who are more lo local based or Asian based. Um, there are there are few. There are not many of us. I think over here, uh, nerddom is still kind of niche, um, and anime is very, very it's a huge thing uh, compared to English speaking graphic novels or comics. So um, the main ones that I usually hang out with are uh, herebegeeks.com. They are three guys who are friends. Uh, then they grew up together and they started a website. And then there's an um, ex-journalist, Nicholas, who has started a website called Geek Crusade. And um, that's myself. And then there's a girl who does cosplays from time to time, and she does a lot of things around the island. Uh, she's called Sarah Coldheart on Twitter, and her website I think is seriouslysarah.com. Uh, I've seen seriously. Yes, I've seen this one. Uh, <laughs> really knows what she's talking about, especially when, he do, when, to, when it comes to cosplay. Um, <laughs> the the convention, um, the, the sorry, the, the the community in um, Asia and yeah. seems very much based around uh, the cosplay. That seems to be almost the priority, as it were. Yeah, as I said, because anime and manga, due to the language, um, the Asian people who speak more Mandarin or Chinese or uh, Koreans or Jap they, are, they, are, they feel more affinity to the Japanese culture. Uh, that's why they are following the cosplay of the mangas and the animes and the games that they play. So um, there's not much of the Western side of things, and there's only a few of us that I know of who do that uh, pretty regularly. So, 
Would you say, I mean, because uh, it's something that I have spotted, but I've never actually been to, uh, that the coverage of anime um, at Comic-Con, I mean, even kind of had its own dedicated um, space in the Marriott uh, for the last couple of years. Would you say that um, it, it is supported at Comic-Con well? Um, I don't know, because I'm not much of an anime fan. <laughs> I don't really go for that. It's like a total foreign thing to me. A, yeah, <laughs> I kind of, of backfired myself there. That was that was amazing. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so I mean, there's obviously a very strong um, online community. Yeah. But, but I mean, if you reverse it into like the Singapore convention, and then you know you have like people like us will be complaining that there'll be too much anime. So they've been trying to balance. Um, between the East and the West side of things uh, in our local Comic Con for a few years and I think they probably managed to get it about just right last year. It's kind of like a, a balancing act. You can't please everyone because we are just influenced by so many things. Our uh, movie and our TV is still mainly American um, but when it comes to uh, books or uh, reading material uh, and that kind of graphic area, it will still be anime and manga. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, like I say, it's good to see that there's a, a strong online community, but I think um, the, the Comic-Con online community is a very strong um, element. So let's go to um, let's, let's go to John. Um, John, is there anyone that you, outside of your little uh, collective, uh, that you go to quite regularly, or who you follow uh, on uh, social media. So are we are we going to be basing this? Uh, can we not include the the sdccblog.com and and friends of CCI? No. Listen, listen, I I'm massive supporters of both. Um, I certainly friends of CCI. I I, I consider a, a, a massive resource, and of course SDCC blog. Our friends uh, Jeremy and Kay and um, uh, uh, James. Uh, always, um, I always watch their the live vlogs. So no, I, 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 nothing's off limits here. I am. Right. I, I, we are an open community, sir. <laughs> I think I think those two are staples in when it comes to San Diego Comic Con every year. They're up to date on everything, so it's kind of hard to see if you see it there. It's most likely one of the first ones there, and then you're kind of seeing other people post on their blogs. But in regards to kind of toys and kind of collectibles in the designer vinyl toy world. Um, there's a couple blogs that I like to go to on a regular basis. One is called SpankyStokes.com. Um, they deal with a lot of uh, designer vinyl toys, uh, resin toys, where it's kind of like smaller artists creating their own uh, kind of uh, toys and kind of run-in collections. And then also another one, VinylPulse.com. Um, that's another one that I like to, to go to every once in a while. And then also I like to go, uh, I'm actually one of the, the moderators on the Kid Robot forums. Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, vinyl toys and kind of information and collectibles and things like that, I usually hit up that and they have always have a ton of information that people are kind of sharing with each other. Excellent. Well, I mean, that's the, the, where I'm now going to bring in uh, to Chris to this conversation. Um, obviously... It is something that's a massive passion of yourself. It, do, do those names kind of like correlate, or is there anyone else that you uh, you add to that particular list? Yeah, definitely worth mentioning again is the uh, SDCC blog. I spend a lot of time on there because they seem to break most of the news that I'm interested in. Uh, but also some of the individuals like uh, Sean with Confluence. Uh, he yeah, often that's, that's where, um, SDCC blog get most of their 
the, right. the, the news, I think. It's, uh, Sean's certainly always on the, uh, got his finger on the pulse on that one. He does some great videos, at least he did last year. I assume there's going to be some this year as well, kind of like training for noobs on what to expect and what to look for when they're there. Uh, also, of course, uh, as mentioned before, Tony Kim of uh, Crazy for Comic-Con. He does a great job in prepping people of what to expect and what they need to do when they get there. I don't – no, I'm, I'm not talking about Tony. I'm sorry. Um, I've invited him five times now, and he's turned me down. No, I'm not happy. Uh, he keeps saying there's family commitments. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Tony said that he really does want to join us on one of these. It's just a case of um, arranging his uh, schedule. We're hoping that next week, but Tony, tell you what, if anybody could please just tweet at Tony, please take part in the Hangout. If you could, Everybody, I mean, we've got a number of view viewers now. Please pick up your Twitters and <laughs> crazy for Comic-Con and just say, Tony, get on the Hangout. Come on. <laughs> Something kind of like hedging around. It's getting a bit embarrassing now. Ah, anyway, yes. So, uh, Tony, obviously, um, a, a great resource. Anyone else that um, certainly for the toys? Is there anyone that um, do you follow? As you might notice behind me here, a little Funko action. So uh, I definitely follow them closely this time of year when they're giving out their clues and hints and uh, whatnot about uh, what's going to go on at their booth. Well, I've just I decided to actually put. Um, Pop Funko in my uh, notifications in Twitter, and they are just regular. They just yeah. they are constantly uh, sending out information. It's fantastic. And they've really only been active on Twitter for less than a year now. They really just got into it, uh, but they've built up a really good following and started giving out prizes every Friday and and whatnot throughout the week. They have occasional uh, giveaways, really uh, getting the uh, community thriving around them. Yeah. Will you be t Will you be attending Funko Fun Days? Oh yeah! As soon as the tickets went on sale, we jumped and bought ours. We went last year, and it was uh, it was a blast. We had a really good time. We walked out with some great exclusives. Yes, mm -hmm. this is where myself, Tina, Mark, and um, Alyssa kind of step away from the room and let. <laughs> 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 it's understandable. I mean, it's... I will add to that is I've I've really been enjoying um, Action Toy Fury. They seem to have been breaking a lot of the the newer news about exclusives for San Diego. They first stop for myself as well. Yeah, yeah, a big fan of that site. So that's all. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the limit of my exclusiveness. And that, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I try um. An absolute noob when it comes to exclusives, collectibles, anything like that. So I am very much um, riding on the coattails of anybody. But no, Action Figure Fury, they 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 seem to know. They they're very much on the pulse. I, I like them a lot. Um, okay. Uh, I have one thing to add, uh, okay. if you can handle it. Uh, what I did this last year was actually opened up a, a screen next to me throughout the day, and I just searched the hashtag SDCC. I know it seems like opening the floodgates. But you wouldn't be, we wouldn't believe the things that will catch your eye throughout the day, and you end up following new people. And like I got the opportunity last year to meet the cast of Breaking Bad uh, because I just happened to have it up at the right time, and they did a giveaway for the first hundred people that tweeted back. Yeah. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye and jumped on it. So you never know what'll happen. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's where social media is kind of like really embraced Comic Con, um, and certainly companies have as well. I mean, Legendary. Um, yeah. A great, great. Got for Godzilla, although. Mm -hmm. A lot of people worked it out as well because um, I tried to get to um, one of the meetups uh, or one of the arranged times for the giveaways 
on the exhibition floor. And literally from the second that they tweeted, they, it was just hive mind. It was just incredible. Right. But I think that's something that it's I'm ridiculous. going to talk about because it is about the, um, the way that social media and indeed the online community have ramped up Comic-Con. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Now, Mark, um, obviously, you, you're big into your films. You're big into your uh, television. Who do you go to when it comes to uh, your online um, resources, as it were? Uh, this is a difficult one because there's so much going on that you don't – that obviously you said Legendary and Warner Brothers and people like that, but there's so many people tweeting about so much, and, and film's kind of a difficult era. But last year what I noticed was there were certain bits that people were saying, right, if you find this, so if you get a golden ticket, you can go to this screening. They did it with The World's End, whereas if you found 12 uh, little match – car things around down uh, around the gas lamp you could go to the screening but the problem is half of us are in panels during these days right. so it becomes quite difficult uh, the same with the weinstein company they put on a special screening of the grandmaster but it's really difficult to find out where these tickets and everything is coming from because you're partially involved in these panels that they never tell you before and to say hey look friday this is going to be happening, so keep an eye on it. They just instantly tell you, this is what we're doing, be ready in the next two hours. And the problem is, if you're in Hall H all day, you've got no chance. Sure. I mean, I, I, I think I talked about this on my last blog, because um, I attended the Cowboys and Aliens uh, 2001 world premiere, and they were handing out gold bricks throughout the course of Friday and Saturday. And it ended up being announced on Twitter, and their, their various social medias. I think they also did a, a um, SMS text message system as well. And it did end up being kind of this, uh, you ended up losing so much of the con. I don't think actually in 2011, I don't think I actually spent more than five hours involved in, in the con because I was too busy kind of involved in trying to get these tickets. So no, it, they, that is, I think is part of the, the flip side and that's what I'm trying to uh, to talk about as well, that kind of, um, the way that social media has ramped up Comic-Con to the point where it's almost hindered it, but I'll, yeah. I'll, come, I'll come back yeah. to that. Um, so very quickly, any sites that you, certainly, if you could pick one or two that you do go to. The, the only people who I kind of really follow religiously, apart from obviously friends of CCI and uh, SDCC blog, is uh, Barbara's When Nerds Attack. Um, she yes. tweets quite regularly, and you know she's great with that. Yes. Uh, that we, are fans. we are fans, trust me. Yes, uh, but that's it. You know, the the odd actor or two, UK actor. I mean, last year um, I follow Andy Nyman, who's a UK actor, and he was out there for Kickass too. Wow. Fortunate enough to meet him out there whilst he was there, and we had a little chat and whatever else, but. That's it. Nothing else, to be honest with you. I, I kind of limit it a little bit, I have to say. Sure. Uh, well, I didn't know Mark, uh, Andy Nyman was there. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that next time. Okay. Um, if you don't know who Andy Nyman is, don't worry. He's very much an English kind of, if you know your actors in the UK. So don't worry. <laughs> if you don't know who Andy <laughs> Nyman is, don't worry about it. Well, he's, um, he's seen Kick-Ass 2. This is the main thing. Every, most people have seen, if you've seen Kick-Ass 2, he's in that. <laughs> He's also the um, uh, no that, that that's a whole rabbit hole of things that he does because he does a fair few so we'll, we'll let that go. Um, yes, I think a number of people then have turned around and said 
that um, one of the resources is the friends of cci.com slash forum, uh, which it is. I, I feel it is one of the, the, uh, uh, the major um, uh, sources of information. I, 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 I'm a huge supporter. But, um, Alyssa, is there any um, sites that certainly attract your attention when it comes to finding information out? We, the, the neat thing about the forum is that it it doesn't rely on any one person to be on top of it. It's everybody can post to it themselves, and that's you know. So the really the the shout out should go to all of the members of the forum who post information on it. Um, since I don't cosplay and I don't really do <laughs> exclusives, um, I, I kind of do the TV shows a little bit. I, I find that mostly where I go are things like a TV by the numbers and I'm looking at the renewal cancellations and trying to figure out what TV shows, what panels are going to be in, uh, they're going to have next year. Um, the other thing that I do that it's not a social media at all is that I find myself spending an inordinate amount of time on is a site called Comic Link, and every month they do auctions. I just picked up a, a, a Jim Lee page of original art, which I am absolutely thrilled with, and will get up on my wall. Um, but that's not social media. Um, <laughs> well, it's, I mean that is something you've been promising a while. So yes. I think the reason why I wanted to talk about social media and also the online community, so it wasn't just necessarily Twitter or uh, Google Plus or anything like that, uh, including uh, Facebook, is also the way that um, social media has kind of shaped the way that Comic-Con has expanded beyond that four days in San Diego. Um, Comic-Con itself has done its best to um, uh, facilitate this with the Toucan blog, which is a regular... Um, it's supposedly uh, every week a post or contribution as a, um, a rolling um, feature that Comic-Con actually supplies. Because I think even uh, San Diego Comic-Con have recognized that um, there is that need for um, online support throughout the course of the year. But also, I think it's also throughout the course of the con itself. The question I want to put to the, uh, the my guest then, are we actually more hinder than help, certainly when it comes to um, such as, uh, such things like lines or when it comes to uh, things, when it comes to attracting attention. Do we kind of laser focus too much when it comes to social media? I mean, for example, um, there are a number of uh, sites and a number of uh, uh, Twitter handles which talk about when the, 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 the lines have started, say, for example, Ball H and Ballroom 20. Do you think that perhaps that is partly the reason why we now have lines starting from 4 o'clock in the afternoon the day before? Because social media is saying, a line has started. Does that, does that make sense? Is I, I think when it, when, it, when it comes to that, I, I do appreciate some of the notifications on how long lines are. Because if I'm looking to go to a panel and I'm not going to be able to go into it, that gives me hours of, of an, in a day just to go kind of visit something else. But I also think when it comes to the, the notification of a, of a line is that next year it's going to be even sooner and even sooner because mm -hmm. last year people are, are notifying that, hey, this line started at 5 a.m. i got to get there at 4 a.m. if i got to be there next year. And then it's just going to just kind of come snowballs. One of the biggest issues I had last year at Comic-Con was on Saturday 
people were just getting in and, into the convention and people were already in line for Doctor Who for Sunday. And that yeah. was being, they were wasting the entire yeah. day on Saturday just to see a panel of Doctor Who on Sunday. I mean, Doctor Who's great and everything, but you waste an entire day just sitting in line when there's so much you can see in the convention center, out of the convention center. And sometimes it's kind of, I think it's the people that go there's fault almost. But I do believe that, that uh, the social media can be a little hindrance in that it's just going to get sooner and sooner every year. Sure. I mean, it's, oh, part of me wonders if it is a case of it's a self-perpetuating thing in that the lines have started getting bigger and bigger, or certainly starting mm -hmm. earlier and earlier, uh, because the lines have started earlier and earlier, but that has been started by the social media that has kind of wound things up. But I, I think that's also um, down to the um, the rabidness of the fans. I think when, say, something either goes right, something gets announced, or something goes wrong, which I think is usually the time when they're most vocal, what's your thoughts on the negativity that certainly certainly shows up, and I'm sorry to uh, point it out as kind of a, a hotbed of the negativity, the CCI Facebook page. I, when, say, something goes uh, like a badge sale or uh, the parking sale, I almost go out of my way to avoid the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Is that the same with everyone else? Do you know what? I'm lucky enough not to be on Facebook, and I feel I'm privileged not to be on it if if everybody keeps telling me that it's a bad place to go. So I'm going to stay well off it. Thanks anyway. Okay. Well, I, I'm on the flip side. I wade right in there. <laughs> I'm in you're there. Not, you're you know. not on your own. But, no. I mean, yeah. No. Chris, Chris, he, he wades in there and really takes, takes on people who – the outrageous – you know, CCI state the statements by people that CCI should have known better, and is the great prognosticator of all things, and knows exactly how things are going to go. And Chris will just take these people on. It's great. I love it. I just love watching it. But yeah, no, yes, they they do tend to go on the on the Facebook page and. Are, are quite vocal, but nine times out of ten, they're just looking for information, sure. you know? Do you get much in terms of, I mean, one of the reasons why I actually started going to the uh, Friends of Season Forum is because um, there was kind of this element of calm, as it were. Everyone was kind of working to a common goal. But do, right. you, get, do you get pockets of dissension on the forum? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. There's, you know, there there is. But we we mods kind of take take you know take people and, and and talk to them about it. There's there's been a couple of instances, but nothing nothing really major. Um, just when we were starting up, uh, there was a couple of people who weren't as didn't play well with others, but they kind of just got moved along. And and it works now. The the you know we just we want friendly people. That's what the forum is about. I think that's what uh, everyone really wants is the kind yeah. of that. But every once in a while there is that vibe that maybe social media is not helping. Um, and yeah. kind of uh, takes that uh, on, on board. Okay, um, we have had one or two uh, comments, which thank you very much indeed. 
please keep the comments coming in because I, I love the fact that uh, people interact with this. Um, thank you very much indeed. Um, let's see what we've got um, here. We've got Rob S who's um, put a, a comment up saying, I think it's a combination of both social media and the growth of the convention itself. I know that we appreciate the line updates. When you can see a line from your hotel, you want to know the length of the line. Um, I, I certainly wonder, I mean, there's a number, I mean, I know that SDCC blog were in a very good vantage point. Uh, Jeremy had a, a good view down at uh, uh, Ballroom 20. Um, uh, so the moment he was waking up at whatever hour in the morning, he was almost, he was there ready to go to update people with the length of the line. And I'm just wondering if there is that sense of perhaps we aren't <laughs> the kind of perpetuating this ourselves. Who, who knows? Do you know what? I yeah. actually come on. Please, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go with Mark. Well, okay. What I was going to say was um, last year when we were there, we um, we experienced both sides of it. On the, I think it was the Saturday we were wandering about because we couldn't get into Hall H uh, to see something else, and we thought, oh, Agents of Shield are on in Ballroom Twenty. We thought, oh, there'll be a massive queue there. In actual fact, we waited about an hour outside, and then we walked straight in. And this is for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yet on Sunday, obviously Doctor Who and Supernatural, we switched the phones on. This We woke up specially about 3 a.m., switched it on. There was huge queues, and we decided, actually, you know what? We're not going to bother with it. We're just going to go back to bed. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the long lines are one of the reasons why I've kind of stopped doing that unless I really, 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 really want to see someone. Because it just takes too much time and I have so much, um, I have interest other places, like mm -hmm. I'd rather get um, to a panel in Nerd HQ because they open up tickets once in a while and you might get surprise guests as well. And I've yeah. got tickets there much easier than, you know, lining up for a panel. So, and it was so much more fun and there was only like 20, 200 people there and you could get, you know, the chance of you asking a question to the actors that you admire is so much higher. So, I kind of like, you know, whatever with the panels these days, unless they are small ones, like the one I was quite interested in last year was the anniversary for Superman, and then I managed to get in as well. Um, but that didn't require, you know, a whole days of queuing. No. I mean, well, actually, I'm rather glad that you uh, chimed in uh, at that point because I know that it's very late for you, and I didn't want you to kind of think that we were <laughs> you were falling asleep or anything. So thank you very much indeed for that. Um, I think the uh, another flip side, which I've just kind of not just kind of thought, of, but uh, just thinking about with the off-site events, especially with social media working with um, mm -hmm. Nerd HQ, because Nerd HQ has organised its panels very last minute because it's all down to um, scheduling with the actual con itself so it's very it you have to kind of keep one eye you know it's almost like you have to have multiple sensors because you have to have one eye on where you're walking uh, to the convention center you have to have one eye on the uh, exhibition guide which is either on your phone or out in front of you then another eye on social media and your attention can be pulled left right and center I think it's um, like I say, I think it can prove, uh, certainly, uh, if not a hindrance, it, it can be very distracting. And I just, it, I'm just wondering if it does take away something from the con. Um, let's see if we've got any other comments uh, on this particular 
<laughs> yes, uh, Rob S. Uh, turns around and says, um, oh, that Facebook page is scary, all the anger. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so true. Um, a number of people have also made uh, comments about um, the social media and the support system that uh, goes to Con. Nerd Element, um, uh, uh, it'd be Kimberly that said hello to this. Um, Alyssa, thank you very much indeed for uh, Friends of CCI. It saved me my first trip to Comic Con. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go along with that. I'd, I'd say that it certainly has saved a lot of people when it comes to uh, getting uh, the information they. If not necessarily during the con, although I think it's because people are actually at the con and right. the, 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 the volume kind of dies down as people are actually enjoying the con, but the, the lead up to the con, absolutely. Um, Angie, Liam, Angie, thank you very much indeed for reminding me about this because this is somebody, uh, maybe not so much in terms of um, information directly related to the con in terms of fast news, but certainly when it comes to enthusiasm and being a, a vast resource for just enjoying the con, she's absolutely right, the nerdy girly. Um, I'd love to get her back on the uh, the Hangouts again at some point. Uh, so, uh, Megan, uh, you've got yourself a fan there as well, and you've got a fan with myself. Nerdy girly, absolutely. Uh, she's a great resource. She is. <laughs> she, I think the reason why we all love her is because she's just always smiling. She's just always, she's just really up for enjoying it. And absolutely, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think as uh, most people around here know. Um, I've also got a comment here, um, which I, uh, oh yes, the SDCC badge holders group on Facebook is also a good resource. Much indeed to uh, Dan. Uh, Dan Berry on that one. Yes, indeed. Very. I think that group was started up to kind of combat that animosity and anger that the CCI main page was um, uh, generating, especially when it came to people who were saying, I haven't got my badge. I, I, I've been going for years. I deserve a badge. Give me a badge. There was a lot of new people who were posting on the main Facebook, CCI Facebook page, and a lot of people got tired of, of just hearing the, the new questions. I think that was during the year of two or three restarts for ticket sales, and so you had a lot of anxiety going along, and, and that's when that group was created. Sure. I, t I totally agree. Um, we've had uh, Angie saying again, um, people love to complain and will go out of their way to do so, much more than giving a compliment. Yeah. I think that's uh, pretty much is the thing with most uh, customer service and customer relations. Uh, I think yeah. that, that might, might have kind of fed into a lot of people announced when they returned a badge. Um, on on social media, so it seemed as though that there was a lot of return badges, but as we've now found out, there wasn't there wasn't that many enough to do a resale. Well, so I'm going I'm going to come back to that as well because the, the next thing I'm going to talk about is the interview and the things that came off the back of that. Um, we've also had somebody turn around and say um, a good uh, source of uh, information is a site called an Englishman in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Englishman SDCC. I haven't heard of that one. Where is that? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that guy. I've, 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 
Strangely, I'm getting a 404 message on that website. <laughs> I think he's got a DDoS attack going on it right now. Hey, listen, I wouldn't be... I'd be, I would be flattered if I had an supposed DDSO. If it felt that I had that much traffic going, I'd be very flattered. Okay. Thank you very much indeed for your, for your, for your kind words. Thank you. Um, let's see uh, if there's anything that um, has come off the back of anything uh, that we've said. Um, we've had a comment about... Um, uh, the Conan and the dates for Con this uh, year. What's interesting about Conan at SDCC is that he said July 8 to 12, and, and according to the Convention Center website, uh, for the 9th to 12th, uh, it's booked as a private event, a convention with trade show with, with attendance of 14,000 people. They probably just forgot a zero at the end. I <laughs> forgot to put a zero on, trying very, very hard to not put the red flags up. Uh, which is, but I, I think Conan is such a nerd himself. I think he's also just very much the kind of guy that I think everyone just because they descend on Comic Con uh, on San Diego for Comic Con. I think he's just more a case of number one, it's great because I can get to go, and number two, this this rich mine of talent that's in town. So no, I think that's the reason kind of why he's done it. Um, we just had a comment um, from. Um, <laughs> this isn't actually related to uh, much of what we're talking about, but uh, hello there, Jesse, who's uh, uh, joined us, saying, as soon as I exited All H on Saturday, Hall H, sorry, uh, I immediately went in and got in the Hall H line for Sunday. Hashtag, I regret nothing. <laughs> and I forgot to mention Jesse and Jason's site of uh, the nerd, the... Um, no, absolutely. It's a it's a closed. Well, it's a private um, group on Facebook, but they also have a web a website as well. I think they're getting very much the same kind of reputation that uh, Megan's got. That they do enjoy uh, the things that they talk about, and they, it all Your comes truth. from a place of love. I I I no problem with that. Okay, um, let's see where we're we going for this as well. <laughs> Neil has turned around. Hello, Neil Williamson. Uh, don't forget to mention the SDCC UK attendees group as a good source of all. Um, <laughs> uh, bits. Um, I've, I've been called a numpty for neglecting to mention that. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but it is a very good group. So there, <laughs> deal with it. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Because, um, okay. No, I think that pretty much covers that. But I think I think we all agree that there is very much uh, plus and minuses to social media. But it has become a very essential part of attending con. Would you agree? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, let's see where I was going to go next. Yes, which is uh, uh, something that we would uh, Alyssa mentioned, which is the uh, interview that I had with David Glanzer. Uh, who is the uh, Director of Press and Public Relations for uh, CCI, and I had that uh, conversation on Friday. Now, um, as part of the arrangement with that interview, um, I'm not allowed to replay any of the interview uh, during this Hangout, because he doesn't want to be taken out of context, understandably, but you can go onto YouTube, onto my YouTube channel, and find that conversation. We talked for about an hour, and I personally think it was one... While there has been a number of people that have turned around and said that maybe there wasn't a great deal of definitive information or meat when it came to uh, 
the conversation itself. I personally think it was this far out at 50 odd days to go to Comic Con. It certainly helped to have that dialogue from uh, CCI themselves. Um, Alyssa, you, you were talking before we came on air, the things that came out of that conversation, um, the, the topics that were raised. Um, the things that I found really interesting was, uh, just in no particular order, were, were that the mayor of San Diego approached them within the first 10 days of being elected, of, being, of getting into office uh, about the expansion and that they were really behind it. Um, I thought that was fascinating. It was great to hear that San Diego was that interested in um, the expansion and keeping keeping it in San Diego. Um, the, I thought it was interesting that they made CCI, the second thing was that CCI made the decision to create Hall H as opposed to just having more uh, retail space on the con floor and they, they effectively lost money on that. That's not something that a for-profit organization um, that a lot of the other cons would have done. That's only That kind of stuff only really happens in um, not-for-profit organizations, which I thought was, was a great thing. Um, uh, the, the WonderCon show, that they were trying to do a WonderCon in San, San Francisco, but they just they couldn't find a venue. And when, as soon as they could get a venue that would book in enough lead time that they would um, that they could have it, that they would. CCI was interested in having another one. Um, I I also the last one of the, the second to last thing is um, that David when pushed about the scheduling for ticket sales next year, he said. We always try and have the sale as early as possible. So while he didn't say there was going to be a pre-reg sale in August, I, I take that as an indication that there might be a pre-reg sale in August. I, I think they've certainly learned from because uh, I actually mentioned I put this to David that um, when he turned around and said that they were going to try and do the sale at the back end of the year around November December, and then it got into December, and I think everyone just realized that there was Christmas, there was the holidays. There were people flying backwards and forwards. That, and not only that, but it ended up being kind of a three and a half week, um, sort of like festive season, and it just kind of really tied up people's attention. And I think that they moved it to the January. They had no choice in the I matter. also think that the, since it was so compressed and it was so close to um, send is to July, that a lot more people knew what their plans were going to be in July. And they and they were able to commit to it. So unlike in previous years, uh, where people, well, I'll buy a ticket and then I'll refund it if I want to. Um, what ended up happening is more people bought tickets and held on to them um, this year than in previous years. Well, I mean that's that's been discussed as well because on various yeah. forums, um, in terms of that, that is maybe the reason why they've had uh, few returns. But at the end of the day, there's also been the announcement from CCI already that the only way that um, pre-reg is going to happen for people is if, if you actually have a physical badge from 2014. They yeah. haven't said anything about that since September, you know, and I would love to hear a re, 
yeah, <laughs> a restatement from from them that that it's indeed going to happen because I, I I think it's a great idea and I want it to happen, but it's a core, a question of the mechanics and can it happen? I think is the issue. Sure. Um, the the last thing that I thought was fascinating was um, he said if we have a large panel that's going to be like a twilight panel. We're going to look to book something that's significantly large enough opposite it, so people have to choose. Yeah. <laughs> so all of I mean all of my conspiracy brain just went ah. So it's not just me. They're planning <laughs> for me to have to make a hard decision on which panel I want to go to. No, I think uh, I, I, <laughs> so, have a, I have a lot of respect for the um, the programming team at Comic Con. They've got so many plates to spin. Um, did anybody else um, watch the interview? Was there any questions that wanted to come off the back of that? Um, Tina, Chris, John? I didn't get to watch the interview, but uh, it's interesting that Alyssa mentioned that last part because I believe it was David Glanzer that was on the Nerdist podcast last year, and he mm -hmm. talked about that same thing and that they, they actually consciously schedule big events, polar opposites of one another if they can, to spread <laughs> the audience in different directions, which it actually makes good sense, but when you're like me and you have so many fandoms, uh, it just puts you in a total panic mode as soon as you hear the schedule. <laughs> so I understand what they're doing, and I just have to play the game and uh, flip the coin and figure out which one I want to try for, you know? Well, I mean, uh, I can tell you from experience from uh, my other half, from Caroline, uh, she actually just kind of uh, wings it from day to day because there is so much to see and so many big panels that happen. It's more, it is an absolute case of flipping a coin. Uh, sometimes it can just prove very awkward. Um, a couple of things I wanted to uh, talk about or uh, say on the, this uh, Hangout because uh, this is, these are bits and pieces that um, were either missed or I didn't delve into when it came to uh, the conversation. And I know that a number of people wanted to uh, clarify some, uh, some uh, subjects that were part of the conversation with David, so I'll do those now. Um, this was a question about what is CCI's policy on policing the lines prior to the start of the con on the Wednesday? Uh, CCI always state that no line queues may start beforehand, although they sometimes do. Is there a possibility of uh, moving people on if queues begin? Okay, oh, and also are there any plans in place to improve security on an overnight basis to stop line cutting? This was the official response coming back from CCI. We follow the we follow the policy of the convention center. Oh, sorry. Oh, is that just a, an, an, an online online noise? Sorry about that. Okay, we follow the policy of the convention center, well, which there there should be no overnight lines. However, as I understand it, this is David. Uh, this is partially public space, so it isn't possible to prevent people from lining up. We do have some security present, but hope that attendees will comport themselves in an appropriate manner and hopefully keep an eye out for one another as well. I actually put um, a statement about this, or well, I made a, a comment about this last year, and I, I, I think it's also down to the fact that at the end of the day, this is a convention. I know that there's been films made about it, I know there's websites based around it, but at the end of the day, if you kind of look at it like a convention for selling toothpicks, uh, at the end of the day, um, the convention starts from the Wednesday. And to police that from Sunday through, it's manpower, it's um, administration with the city, and it's 
a cost which I don't think that Comic-Con can afford. What Does anyone kind of feel that, or is it more... I think I think money's probably the biggest issue with it. I'm sure if they had the resources and the more money, they, they may be able to do it, but I think for the most part, from my experiences, the vast majority of people can and do treat each other with respect, and there isn't a huge kind of like uprising or fights or kind of things. Everyone's there. Everyone's there for the same reason. Um, and I think they, for the most part, please themselves pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that Comic-Con doesn't really need to do something over and above what they're already doing. From just my, I've been to going to Comic-Con for the past five years or so, and the lines inside the convention center, I think, are being policed better than they were. I think each year it's getting better and better, and it's it's kind of becoming a science, and, and things kind of move pretty pretty easily, but there are always going to be snafus to it. But I think they are getting better, and they are bringing out more people to kind of police different things. Sure. I mean, I keep threatening that um, for any Hall H or Ballroom 20 queuing, that the only cosplay that I will do is a Hall H policeman. <laughs> uh, threatening to do it, that I'll get the, 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 the I'll do the whole English Bobby thing if I have to. Uh, get, uh, a blue light on top. The taser that I'll be carrying may or may not be a fake. I'm, I'm, serious. I'm not going to announce that that's the case. But um, I think you're right. I mean, there's a number of uh, YouTube videos out there, certainly of last year and year before, of people cutting into lines, certainly on, on the early mornings of uh, of Hall H. And yeah, the 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 line people, the people in the lines themselves do police it reasonably well. But I think it can cause enough stress that the question was asked. Okay. And the second question was, um, are there any plans? This is off the back of a a rather important news story that uh, happened across forums this week. Um, Are there any plans to introduce an official anti-harassment policy at Comic-Con? This issue has been getting a lot of attention across forums and posts, and it would be good to hear CCI's position on any moves to combat the issue. The official line from Comic-Con is, Comic-Con does have an anti-harassment policy. Uh, you can read about uh, an interview about it on uh, comic book resources. What I will do is I'll actually put the link to that below. Um, but uh, that was on CBR, and um, it's something that I think is, I think may become the hot topic for 2014. It may even kind of ellipse um, uh, Nerd HQ as uh, one of the the big topics for this year. That um, there has been a growing sense that there needs to be uh, more protection for cosplayers and for women attending uh, Comic-Con. It's something that I found uh, fascinating and interesting purely because maybe I've just worked as a blink from a blinkered point of view that I, I don't see it. I, I don't see that kind of um, animosity, but um, it obviously exists and there, there needs to be something to police that. Thank you very much indeed for the people on the CCI forum for covering those points. and. Uh, any other points as well from that conversation and from this as well, do put them in the comments below and we'll try and cover them at a later cup of tea. Okay. I think, uh, well, I mean, Tina, I suspect, is kind of like heading closer and closer to the keyboard. <laughs> so I think we'll, um, we'll kind of uh, we'll move to our final topic. Very quickly, let's go through a, a number of uh, topics. Actually, uh, very quickly as well, uh, we will go to our um, two resident 
um, exclusives and collectibles uh, people here, which is John and from um, from Chris. Very quickly, any news that's happened in the in words in the ways of exclusives and uh, collectibles this week? Well, when I go to Comic Con, most of my time is spent on the convention floor, getting exclusives, collectibles, uh, and things like that. There's kind of two main areas that I like to think about. You got the mainstream. Uh, releases when that comes to like Hasbro, Mattel, uh, Entertainment Earth, and I'm going to throw Funko in there. Um, and then you get the designer vinyl toy scene, um, which then you get into the kind of like the smaller kind of niche kind of groups with uh, mostly a lot of uh, vinyl toy stores releasing exclusives. So like Roto Fuji in, in uh, Chicago, uh, Toy Cube in New York, or uh, Gunzo in San Diego. Um, on the, on the side of kind of like the mainstream re releases with Mattel, Mattel's been releasing kind of like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the, I think the newest one they released is going to be a Hot Wheels one. It's uh, one that I'll probably end up trying to pick up is the, the Homer Simpson, um, his, uh, uh, what's it called, his Matchbox car of from the episode where he kind of creates his own kind of uh, vehicle for the, from the ordinary man. Um, that's going to be released. Uh, there's also going to be, um, from Mattel, um, uh, of course, the, the most popular going to be Monster High. There's a Monster High 2 pack coming out. Um, well, my life will be very nice to hear about that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the advice I give to people when it comes to exclusives at Comic-Con, if you can pre-order it, do that, and then be able to pick it up at the convention center. Mattel did it last year. Um, I'm not sure if they did it the year before, but I know they did it last year. And on June 24th, if you're not in their kind of collector club uh, this year, is your time to pre-order all of the Mattel exclusives that are coming out for 2014 at Comic-Con. So if you're thinking about getting one, order it, and then you're able to pick it up at the convention center. Um, last year it was at the Marriott, so you didn't actually have to be on the convention floor to get it. You go to the Marriott, they have their own kind of room set up with all the toys, everything in there. You give them your receipt, you pick up what you want. I bought some stuff last year. It took me less than a minute to get all my stuff once they checked my name off on their list. Um, otherwise, if you're on the convention floor, I, I try to avoid it at all costs. Mattel, Hasbro, Hasbro, I've got so many issues with that it's, it's, a, it's a convention in itself because you are pretty much standing in line the entire day to be able to buy things at Hasbro the next day at possibly before even things sell out because last year the thing I wanted was the Magic the Gathering set. That sold out the first day, I think. And well, you have to be in line pretty much the next the day before. Preview night or day one? What's that? I'm sorry? Is that preview night or day one? Uh, technically day one. They sold it during preview night, but I believe it sold out that Thursday, the, the opening day, the Magic the Gathering just sold out. But one thing to think about, though, is with Hasbro, after the convention, they usually will release some stuff on their website. So you don't have to be tra toting along the huge uh, Transformer or the, a uh, couple of years ago, what was it, the, the Avengers, wow. the, the, the copter or whatever. Oh, that no, thing. The, the carrier, the carrier, that's what it was. That thing was ginormous. I would not want to be walking around the convention center carrying a huge box like that. It so, was, um, it that's was, where underground parking comes in. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, that's, I that. Yeah. 
That's when um, collectors have been very uh, eager to get their parking spots uh, nailed down. Absolutely. Um, sure. Well, I mean, I saw um, Chris nodding away rather enthusiastically, especially when it came to about um, pre-ordering uh, and also about um, queuing up for uh, certain boots. Now, in previous years, everyone has talked about Hasbro. Absolutely. But in the last couple of years, you have had Lego attracting... Mm -hmm. And also Pop Funko. Um, I mean, we've had uh, a comment um, below, uh, below uh, saying um, from uh, G uh, is it Janine Jeannie uh, Jeannie Lacaro uh, saying, "I want one of those uh, Funko Pop Stay Muff uh, Stay Puff <laughs> Marshmallow guys." Yeah, uh, all right. Um, but um, I mean, that certainly has proven a, a very uh, popular booth. Uh, certainly, I mean, last year you couldn't move. It just—it was just rabid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll—I want to talk to that. I'll, I'll piggyback on what John said, and definitely, if you can pre-order online, which a lot of companies do offer, uh, including the last couple years, I've ordered from uh, Fugitive Toys. They had exclusives, and you could pre-order them and not even mess with that line at Comic Con, mm -hmm. which is a nice relief. Just wait for it to be shipped to the house. Uh, but as far as like Funko goes, we were there Thursday last year. That was our top priority. We were at the door. Not a few people back. We ran, even though they told us not to. Uh, back to the Funko area, and uh, they only allowed like 50 people to line up and then told everyone else to walk away, no more lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we uh, we made it just barely and still waited two and a half hours to make it into their booth because everyone was walking in with big bags and boxes and taking their time to figure out which uh, figures that they wanted. Uh, we did get in, and we got almost everything we wanted, so it was worth it. But if you're if that's what you're you know dialing in on and really want to pick up on, you've got to be on your game that morning to get in there and get what you want. Wow, yeah. I mean it is. It, it, sorry, go. Oh, especially with Funko. I mean this year they've they they for the past couple of years they've done pre-orders for all of their exclusives. I think this year they have something like 86 exclusive figures for the for the convention, yeah. and yeah. you could pre-order them. It was a thousand dollars. And you got everything, which was, I think, a couple hundred dollars less than the retail value or the retail price. Mm -hmm. uh, and those completely sold out within, I think, a couple days. Same with Funko Fun Days. Those sold out a couple Whoa. days after release. Mm -hmm. when, when I talk about the online community and just general rabidness of Comic-Con fans, exclusives <laughs> and collectibles pretty much define oh. how that works. It's, it's yeah. mental. Oh. It's ridiculous oh. year after year. Would we have it any other way? Would we really? I wish we could, but I don't think we can. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. The hard work pays off. Some of these figures yeah. I have behind me have gone up in value so much it's not even funny. You know, I wouldn't part with them unless my life depended on it. <laughs> yeah. Rich, if you in keep addition. showing up on this, if you keep showing up on this hangout, uh, showing showing off those. Uh, uh, that walls. It, your life may depend on it, on it actually. <laughs> Make sure my address is secret. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Bunker. Okay. Right. Uh, that's what I wanted to cover with in uh, terms of... Oh, hello. Uh, I've gone... Uh, I've, I'm missing. You're hopefully, there. Hopefully you can hear you. Okay. Yes. We're here. Just uh, Okay. Um, final thing that I want to cover then uh, for this and just wrap things up is something that uh, we were talking about off air, which is... The Comic-Con Checklist. This is something that um, I wanted to uh, kind of allow people who are, this is the first time that they're going to uh, to uh, Comic-Con, that, that perhaps they don't know exactly what they're going to expect. 
I can tell you from personal experience that um, the first time you get really hit by Comic-Con, it can be not only overwhelming, but almost <laughs> blisteringly uh, annoying. It can, mm -hmm. you can sometimes, for all the preparation and for all the online community, that it can prove very, very uh, deceptive about what um, you need to get ready and what you need uh, on, uh, to hand when it comes to doing uh, con right. So, I asked the uh, panels, uh, my special guests, to think of the one thing that they feel is required on the Comic-Con checklist. There are a number of checklists online, and I'm certain that, uh, that these will show up on those. We'll start with... I'm going to start with Tina, because I'm very tempted to let Tina go, because it's now <laughs> like 3 o'clock in the morning in Singapore. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 a.m. If there's one thing that you would say to somebody going to Comic-Con that they would need, what would that be? Um, I found out in my first couple of years that I just ha didn't have enough batteries. Even with one extra, it's still not enough because you're just there for an entire day and long hours. And um, if, especially if you have a hotel that's away from the convention center and you can't get back to it, that's, a, that's it. All your phones and your your digital equipment and your cameras, they're just not going to be able to work. So that's one of the reasons why uh, my friends and my roommates and I usually try to get the Hilton because that's the nearest to get to and we could kind of help each other charge our batteries <laughs> uh, because we are doing different things, you know, and you'll say, like, okay, pass me your batteries and we just go to a hotel room and wait for each other's batteries to charge. <laughs> but um, that's, that's the thing that I find that is kind of uh, frustrating if you didn't have uh, enough power banks to last yeah. throughout the day or, or extra to, to charge overnight and then switch again, you know, because there's so many things you're doing. No, and so many I mean, one of one of the essential things that I got last year was um, a power brick with USB ports uh, to charge my iPhone. Um, which, then again, this is what happens when you buy an iPhone five. <laughs> like an idiot, I bought yep. an iPhone. I yeah, uh, okay. I I have been buying iPhones and I've got the iPad and I I am an Apple person. Fine. The iPhone five was the single biggest mistake I ever made in my life. The battery just tanks every single time I go to Comic-Con. It's just ridiculous. Um, we've had a comment from Angie um, in capital letters with three, exclama three exclamation marks. Sunscreen. I, I think that's, certainly from uh, somebody visiting from the UK, sunscreen is not only um, essential, it's damn near required. It's just, yes. Because otherwise you end up like me uh, two years ago and ended up looking like a Zoidberg from uh, Futurama. <laughs> oh, embarrassing. Okay, uh, we'll go to Chris. Chris, if there's one thing that you feel that somebody new to Comic-Con needs to take, what would it be? Well, I was going to say exactly what Tina did because that uh, batteries is of the utmost importance. But uh, since she took that one, I think I'll go with another. <laughs> and that is uh, snacks. Uh, I like to take lots of small bagged uh, dry snacks like uh, oatmeal or like uh, you know power bars, things like that throughout the day because if you're in line and then in panels, getting up and trying to go and buy a hot dog or nachos or something and get a Coke, is uh, it just doesn't happen. It's not easy. So I carry and I eat those snacks throughout the day to make sure that I'm, uh, I'm actually eating and, of course, a water filter bottle to go with that so I can just refill and drink water throughout the day as well. Sure. 
Uh, I mean, one of the things I bought at um, at Target or wherever I was in the uh, U.S. Uh, last year, um, I bought one of the the filter bottles, the Brita filters, where you can literally just fill up from any of the uh, the taps and sinks in the convention center. Which I know some people might think is a little bit dubious, but at least you've got the filter in there to take some of the uh, the elements out of that. So does no. anybody find anybody else find the water in San Diego to be really bad? Or is it just me? <laughs> I, the I don't really drink it. I, yeah. when, like I say, when I put it through the filter, I'm kind of fine. Because yeah. I, I usually just go straight for bottled water. I, so. I always drink tap water, and I'm just one of those people. But I, I always buy water in San Diego just because I can't, I can't stomach the tap water there. But... <laughs> That's that's just me from New England, so sorry. <laughs> I didn't even bring the conversation. <laughs> Next no, person. I, I stay in a condo with several people, and uh, thankfully the person or one of the people that organises the condo uh, in the past have just bought a huge uh, collection of like the little 500 ml water bottles, and yeah. every day we're just grabbing a no, couple of no, water. Yeah. Water is an essential part of Comic-Con. God's sake, stay hydrated. Goodness yes. Sake. Mm -hmm. Okay, John, what's in your okay. backpack? What's in my backpack? Okay, the, this is probably going to go for the guys more than the, the, the females, <laughs> but I'm sure the females could use it too. But I'm going to throw out Gold Bond. Yes, yes. What, because what, what Gold Bond or like baby powder. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Because you are walking around all day long, and you just get sweaty, and it, it's nice to have. All you have to say. Well put. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, 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 would, I would have put de deodorant, but I suspect that yes. something that's going to... No, I think you're absolutely right. I, mean, <laughs> I, think, I think not only for your own personal comfort, but for the comfort of anyone within a 20-meter radius. Exactly. <laughs> Might be. Certainly. <laughs> Um, okay, Mark, how, many, how long have you been going to Comic-Con? First year was last year. All oh, right, okay. What was the first thing, or what was the uh, thing that you got told to take for the first time? And indeed, from your first year experience, what would you tell somebody for their first time? Uh, first thing we got told to take was backpacks. So we went out and bought two small backpacks, nothing major, just so one that I could have and one that my girlfriend could have as well, just that would fit in her camera and also we'd have some snacks and a bottle of water. Um, so absolutely backpacks. The one thing I would suggest to everybody is good footwear. It, it is imperative to have good footwear. Because you, I'm sorry, sorry it's looking all the time. dogs at the moment. Everyone's just going, yes, very yes. <laughs> you will be wearing those shoes for five days, guaranteed, so you need to know that they can last. Indeed. I mean, well, we've had Rob S turn around and say, yeah, comfortable shoes, absolutely. So I yeah. would go so far as to say two pairs of comfortable shoes, so yeah. you can alternate them. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll go along with that. Um, so it's always handy to... Uh, uh, swap and change uh, on a kind of daily basis, otherwise things can get a bit um, awkward. No, you're absolutely right. Um, what else we've got? Uh, we had a, com uh, a comment saying uh, from Rob S. again, uh, my sister who lives in San Diego swears by bottled water or filters the tap water. It is the way to do it. So, uh, yes, I think um, it's the old uh, Spanish holiday uh, trick. 
don't drink the uh, the water clean. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably a wise idea. Um, okay, let's see what else we got. Um, <laughs> from Jesse, uh, last year I made the mistake of wearing Chuck Taylors to Comic Con. Uh, <laughs> well, won't be making that mistake again. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think <laughs> anyway you can kind of uh, try and stay <laughs> anyway uh, comfortable. That is uh, certainly a case. Um, Brian, uh, this is a new face. I don't know. I don't know this name. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Brian. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Um, I live in downtown, downtown San Diego. The water is indeed awful. So there you go. You've got it from a visitor, and you've got it from a local. Okay. <laughs> That's your definitive statement. Okay. Yep. This is where I now get emails from the uh, San Diego uh, <laughs> council saying, "Are you bad mouthing our water? What on earth?" Oh, I'm going to get so much grief. Uh, but yeah, I think um, certainly is uh, a wise idea. Oh, hello. We've had someone drop off there. Don't yeah, I have if a suggestion oh, go for things to bring. Go um, mine's a little bit. Oh, hi, Mark. There you go. Sorry, um, I went. I went to buy some new shoes. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> was fast. <laughs> that was very impressive. I mean, I know that eBay is rather quick in the UK, but never mind. So go on, Alyssa. Um, mine's a little out of the the norm from what everybody else is suggesting. Um, there's a lot of great lists out there, and I'm sure everybody can find them. Um, the thing that I am religious about, and I do, it's part of my pre-planning, is I map out where the coffee shop is. I map, so I know the exit. I'm driving in, so I know the exit, where it is. I know how to get there. I know how to get back. I drive that route the day before the con, so I know how, you know, at 6 a.m., 5 a.m. in the morning, so I can make it to my coffee and back and to the to the convention. Um, I also map out where restaurants are um, so that when I'm on my way back from the con, and this goes for walking, and, you know, I'm sure around if people are are in shuttle hotels around the shuttle hotel uh, where can you get a good meal because I, I find that I don't eat a lot during con and uh, you know the things I remember are that one oh my god that was a great plate of pasta I just needed a plate of pasta just to get me some energy and so those that's I, I make out the list of restaurants that I feel comfortable with that's really good practical advice. Yeah. That I, that's brilliant. No, that's great. There you go. If if you're going to make any note of that, and certainly preparation about uh, the layout of San Diego. Yeah, uh, where the grocery store is, you know, and all of those things. You see, this is this is good information, I think, uh, for uh, newbies, and that's certainly to acclimatize and get yourself um, aware of where things are in San Diego. Brilliant suggestion, Alyssa. Thank you very much, Nick. Which uh, kind of makes mine feel really kind of back to what everyone else is doing, which is a a physical thing. Um, <laughs> which is, if you can get yourself to a camping store or an outdoor store, find us a seat, one of those fold-out seats. Um, especially if you are going to find yourself in a line or a queue. Gee, finding yourself in a line or a queue at Comic Con. What a <laughs> Um, Line con. <laughs> if you are going to be um, sort of stuck inside the convention center or in a queue or in a line, 
it is always handy to just take a load off. It's part of the whole thing with the comfortable shoes as well because your feet will get an absolute battering. So um, you can usually pick them up for something like $15 and they just fold up into a, 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 a small thing that you can just sort of like throw over your pocket, uh, over your pocket, over your shoulder, sorry. A portable seat, a camping seat, I think. Um, I'm, that's my suggestion, anyway. Um, I'm certain that we'll get a whole bunch of other uh, suggestions online and we'll try and uh, bring them up next week. Uh, if you do have suggestions that you feel that you would uh, take to Comic-Con, do let us know. I, I have another suggestion for those who like to collect a lot of um, artwork and uh, those who go around getting freebies. Yep. There are a lot of posters out there that are free and mm -hmm. you don't want to squash them up. I think you should, you should buy a poster too. So sure, yes. I, I'm trying to remember which um, site it was that suggested it, but uh, the f instead of buying the poster tube, um, heading to the WB stand, yeah, yeah. make it the, like the first stop because they just yeah, get out. Yeah, this stuff there. Fox does that too. Well, yeah. I was just about to say. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember which year this is from. Which, which would, would that be? Last year. Yeah? First year. <laughs> it says, it says <laughs> right on the two. <laughs> oh, 2013? No, you're absolutely right. There you are. <laughs> I need another cup of tea. <laughs> I found about those guys is that they, they come apart too easily. I don't know. I've never... Yeah. It, you gotta do it. you got to do it right. So maybe one of the, the regular... Plastic ones. That's a little bit more substantial. Yes. I've also, I've also seen the Mondo guys with yes. uh, the Mondo posters where they've got like six tubes all gaffer taped together. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> people, people buy PVC piping that's like six inches wide and will use that. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll make their own. If there's, if I think if there's one um, series of posters that you really want to make sure that. Uh, gets home safely, it's going to be the Mondo stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. so there we go. I think uh, we're coming up to uh, hour 45, uh, hour and a half. I think, I, think, I think that's a perfect time to bring this to a close and uh, say thank you very much indeed to our guests. Let's just very quickly uh, cover one or two comments. I just want to do these really, really quickly. Um, uh, Fernando has turned around and said, get a portable battery pack that you can uh, recharge your phone and USB gadgets without a socket. I think that's uh, uh, the kind of... I think I might have to try and track mine down and bring and show it online. Uh, I don't want to uh, pr promote brands or anything, but it, it saved my life last year, absolutely. Um, Jesse, uh, going back to the Pop Funko stuff, I seriously want that blood-splattered Hannibal Pop figure. Uh, that's what he'll be jumping on this preview night, and I can see uh, Chris nodding very enthusiastically on that one. Um, good luck, Jesse. Yes, I think um, Chris and Jesse could become very good friends this year. Um, um, Alyssa, um, you've had a message from Brian uh, saying, being from New England, you'll be happy to know there is now a Dunkin' Donuts in town. Yeah. Yes, it is. Open, yes, it, I think it opened up this year, and my word, that got a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, so there. Um, the Fox booth also gives out tubes as well. Um, so that's from Rob S. Very quickly, I'm going to go down the line and say goodbye to everybody. I'm going to uh, ask this question um, from the nerd element. And you can easily turn around and just say um, that no, 
or yes, or I don't know and I don't care. So you can say this. The question is from Kimberly or from the Nerd Element. Can we please get a, a screening of Guardians of the Galaxy at Comic-Con 2013? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Tina, before we say goodbye, what do you think? Are you interested in Guardians of the Galaxy this year? Of course. <laughs> if I know if I know how to get there, <laughs> I'll sell my soul. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you very much indeed, Tina, for your time. Thank, I know it's very late for you. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Um, Chris. My, my fourth. Galaxy. Uh, I mean, I, I can imagine the uh, the Pop Funko's uh, Guardian uh, on your radar as well. Certainly. Yeah, I wouldn't miss those. And uh, a screening? Would you take time out to uh, go and see? I, I think I would. I think I'd find a way to Would you hang off until the, the, the next week? No, I, I would try for that one. I think that would be pretty awesome to see before the general public. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Chris, it's been a, a pleasure having you. Thank you uh, for joining us again. John, Guardians of the Galaxy. If I, Yay or if, no? I don't have to if I don't have to stand in line, I'll go. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's the thing from uh, personal experience when I did the Guardians of the, uh, sorry, um, Cowboys and Aliens. It just took up so much time. Um, I think that's where I'm going to just put my five penneth in and say that if it does take a, take away from attending con this year, I think I might actually hold off until the next week. But I agree. I am I'm saying this now with fifty days to go. <laughs> I'll get James Gunn will announce it. Oh yeah, we're going to be having screenings on Friday night. Really? Unless Chris, unless Chris Pratt uh, comes up to me and asks me to go to the screening, I can wait. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, I mean, my, myself and Mark have had this conversation already because um, we've had a little bit of dispute with uh, Jeremy from uh, SDCC blog. Jeremy is absolutely convinced that comic. Uh, Sandy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are coming, coming to Comic-Con. Now, I say no. Mark, what do you think? No, no I, don't, I don't think they are. The premiere in London is the Sunday, so the final day of Comic-Con. Also, remember that they'll want to do press junkets as well, so that will be a full day of them sat in hotel rooms interviewing people, you know, TV and radio and whatever else. Whether that's the Saturday or the Monday, I don't know. I can't see any of them turning up to it. I really can't. But I'm ready to be proved wrong. I'm, I'm more than willing to be proved wrong as well. If they did a screening in town? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah. Twist, just twist your arm. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Mark. Thanks. Pleasure. And last but not least, now the thing is, Alyssa has another element to going to see Guardians of the Galaxy because... You've got a son that probably... How, how excited is he? He actually said that he would consider camping out um, on Friday night for Hall H if there was a Guardians of the Galaxy panel. So that's we may actually break tradition and, and actually sleep on uh, in line for Hall H <laughs> if there okay. is a panel. But right. we'll that's, if there's, that's if there's a panel. If there's right. a screen. I don't know. Again, like everybody else has said, it's you know the uh, the there was a few other uh, uh, movies before that just took up so much time, and 
I don't know. I, I have this great thing about, well, why don't they just put it at night in uh, Petco? You know, and yeah, maybe we're not going to be able to hear everything, but it's it's the camaraderie of going and seeing the movie. I know that's a pipe dream, <laughs> but you know. well, let's let's uh, we already had our um, viral marketing thing of trying to get um, uh, crazy for Comic Con on the uh, the hangout. That's worked, by the way. We've had people tweet him, and he's saying, "Okay, fine, leave me alone. Awesome. I'll show up on a, ha a hangout in future." So now everybody who's watching this, you have got a number of viewers. Your job is to now tweet James Gunn, capital J, capital G, um, tweet James Gunn, and also tweet um, at Guardians. Let's have a screening at Comic Con 2014. So there, that's. With a big enough, with room for a big enough audience, so we don't have to stand in line for ten hours. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's fair. Unless we get VIP passes, then we'll be good. Right. <laughs> and if it says UK on the badge as well, if you wouldn't mind just putting that to the <laughs> It was filmed here. It's our film. Shush. Okay. Um, my, on my screen, I've kind of vanished, so I think I'm going to have to just wrap this up on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed for uh, your time. Thanks for joining us on the panel. Everybody else who's watching live, thank you very much indeed for joining us here at um, the, A Cup of Tea uh, with myself, Linda Sultana. Don't forget, you can uh, join us on all of our social medias, ask any more questions, and we'll try and get uh, some of our special guests back for um, a future um, episode. Hopefully, we'll try and get Tina back at a slightly more reasonable today. <laughs> I know I keep going on about it, but I'm certain that she's ready for bed. So thank you very much indeed for your time. Do contact us at any of our social medias about anything that has been talked about in this uh, episode. And, of course, we'll be back next Sunday for another cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Thank you very much indeed for your time. And with uh, just over 50 days to go, hopefully your preparations for San Diego are going well. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>